0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Use promo code Kirk and play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code Kirk at
2: DraftKings.com. This week on Enough About Me with Kirk Minahan, Kirk sits down with John Krasinski. You guys know him best as Jim from The Office and for movies like 13 Hours. It's a very fascinating conversation, especially for you massive fans of The Office, like Chris Curtis, who got his Make-A-Wish moment in meeting Jim from The Office. But for those of you who are fans from The Office, you get to hear some inside stories, and you get to hear what the future might hold for the show. Who knows? That's coming up next on Enough About Me.
1: So we're taping this podcast... Literally in a bus that is much, I am saying, fifty fucking times nicer than our radio studio. It's not it's not even close how much nicer. This is It's true. This is how you live your life? You no, this is how my brother and... lives his
2: life. This is my brother's bus. This, this is, is Paul's his bus. New... Yeah, this is Paul, my brother, Paul Krasinski's bus, his new uh, venture here, his new company, Epicenter. The yeah. Epicenter Experience, which I'm doing the talk tonight. But right. yeah, he brought me on this bus and I said, I don't even know if the Stones have as nice a bus. But...
1: <laughs> I don't think so. This is wild. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to stay here until you kick us up because I'm t- when you if you ever saw our studio, if you ever came in, you, you should come in with a promoting movie. Come in, do the show. Done. We all love you here. Uh, you're going to vomit when you walk into the studio. You will puke. You're going to say this is the grossest place in the world. and I know. Leave. He even has like a recording studio in here. This is weird. <laughs> it's crazy. So I was talking to you before. I saw the hollers. The... Two nights ago, three nights ago, Liberty Tree. You said Liberty. I'm sure you know that well. I right? know it well. Right up yeah. ninety five for you. That's right. From New- <laughs> bomb right up. Uh, and all the movie theaters that we had growing up are like gone now. Or yeah, totally, it's crazy. Totally yeah, gone. like the little theater. So I live in Lexington. There's a little. I don't know if you've ever been there. A little two screen. I've been there. to
2: Lexington. I don't think I've been to that theater. Though.
1: That's kind of theater where the haulers would still play. It's right. one of those theaters. Uh,
2: it would like, be playing for like a dollar twenty five now.
1: Yeah. Well, not <laughs> yet. Not yet. I only did it there. Yeah. But we were talking about before. So you you did it like two or three years ago, right?
2: Yeah, shot this two years ago, two summers ago, and it was just after the office. Actually, I uh, I was telling you that you know when the office ends, it's it's a huge deal for for everybody, I'm sure. But for us, it was it was crazy. You know, it was a lifestyle. It was everything I had ever known, other than being a waiter. I mean, it gave me absolutely every opportunity and every family member I'd had in uh, in my career. And then all of a sudden, it's just gone. You just don't get to report to duty the next day. And so I I think I jumped in a lot uh, emotionally. I jumped into directing because it would it would throw me back into something where i could uh really focus and do something fun that i loved
1: and i was saying he was you before in a weird way is it easier to get a big budget movie made like a 40 50 million dollar budget movie made than a little movie or is that is that not true you
2: know it's it's it's
1: probably could you just get get a movie made for a million bucks or two million bucks
2: i could i there's something really fun about doing it down and dirty and this one was not you know not quite 4 million dollars and right. which sounds like a lot of money which it is to anybody but to make yeah. a movie that's pretty down and dirty that's that's getting a lot of actors to come down to Jackson Mississippi get paid nothing i'm sure they paid us to be in the movie by the end <laughs> right. right um but it's really fun there's a family atmosphere because nobody's on your back so the more money there is the more people are telling you what to do and that gets that gets a little frustrating are you going to find yourself constantly
1: thinking your career and your life now as a writer as a filmmaker as an actor Back to Boston in terms of stories? Because you produced Manchester by the Sea, right? That's right, right. Which yeah. has got an insane amount of buzz, right? It's, you, were it's you be in it or no?
2: I was, you know, it's funny. I was going to be in it with Matt Damon. It was my first, that was actually my first original idea I'd ever come up with. Right. Uh, and, you know, obviously uh, Kenny Lonergan, who, who wrote it and directed it, took a whole different take on it. It's totally his beautiful, you know, talent that he has in doing so. I mean, uh, You Can Count On Me was one of my favorite sure. movies ever. And he and made
1: the, I'm blanking, the one that was on the show Margaret. forever. Yeah, it was like three. I yeah. saw it. it was wild. The it's where, like, crazy. Alson yeah, Janney and dies. then there's like
2: a director's cut you see version. That scene where else
1: and Jenny dies? It's like the craziest scene <laughs> in movie history. <laughs> oh my God, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it? No. no. You should probably see his movies if he's. No, do I, it. I I, just, I
2: ended like, with you can count on me, and then I waited for Manchester the by with, the Sea. Yeah, the and, and then taught. I was like, do my movie, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it. why are you talking weird to me? So
1: you were gonna be? Did you know? So you and Damon were gonna be? Yeah, he was gonna be.
2: Yeah, we were gonna be the two brothers, and then, you know, Kenny took it and started writing the script so we didn't we didn't know when that was going to come in yeah um and we did the movie promised land instead which right. is weirdly my second original idea so matt and i went off and did promised land instead yeah
1: with hal holbrook
2: who's the greatest Who living legend still alive yeah like absolutely
1: he was kind of semi-old like in all the president's men kind of a little
2: bit yeah right which was only you but know, still on years ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> but still but unbelievable yeah Into the wild, i mean man. anytime he could he could read something off a menu at lunch and i'd start crying everything yeah, he does wishes. is emotional and beautiful and yeah, Into the Wild. That scene in Into the Wild still gets me emotional. Oh, where he's more yeah. by a... the way, I cry at everything. I am not afraid to say. I it's, it was I'm odd, crying it, right now. It's all
1: we met and you started crying. I thought that's that, this is a little. We should probably get to know each other before you do that. But you were weeping, like very yeah. passionate.
2: Yeah, I was a big fan of your Lenny Dykstra interview.
1: Oh well, we're going to reenact that at some <laughs> okay, point. What's the, the kind of actor you are? Perfect. Uh, so when you, so I was thinking of this when when I was figured found out we we're going to get you on here. So did you watch True sure Detective season one?
2: I did. Okay.
1: Uh, so I watched True Detective season one. Watched the whole thing. It was great. It was awesome. And never once when I'm watching it do I think, Cheers is my favorite sitcom ever. Yeah. That I ever think I'm watching Woody Boyd. Right? Like right. it never crosses your mind. No, 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 you know, no. Ever. No Country for Old Men. I never think I'm watching Woody Boyd. Right, right, right. Are you worried because you're in a, or do you not care? You're in a sitcom, a famous sitcom. It's mm-hmm. good for, for a lot of people. For my producer, Chris Curtis, who it's his favorite show of all time. Is it, Chris? It is his favorite show of all time.
2: He's hiding behind the headphones, but. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that. Uh, it was either that or the Paul Reiser show. I forget which one was, but,
2: but just call it the Paul Reiser <laughs> yes. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh,
1: but like for you, like do you even think of that? And is it something you can even worry about? Like you're going to be forever seen as Jim Halpert? You just not even. It's something you can't control?
2: Oh yeah, there's definitely nothing I can do about it. But also, I think it's an honor. You know, what I mean, I I was telling you before, I was a waiter when I got that job. So when I got that job, and well, when did you move out to LA? 2003. So you were thirty. You yeah, no, I was I was 23 when I got the show.
1: You were 23 years old when you yeah. did the show?
2: Yeah. How old are you now? 36, about to be 37. That's why I had just That's why you? I had to stutter. 40.
1: Jesus. So you're 36, <laughs> so you do, you do some things before the office?
2: No, I was just waiting tables. I mean, I had done like a pilot that didn't get picked up, and I had yeah. done a bunch of commercials. Right. Um, I skated with the Bruins for Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. I uh, I did uh, Nomar's uh, glove pattern with Nomar for Dunkin' Donuts. Right. You know, I always have to come back to Boston. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I had any say in, in those commercials I did. Right. Um, but no, so for me, it was, a, it was a total life change. And I think that the the thing I feel about it is – If you let the show into your home and you care about it and you connected to these characters and it was your way to blow off steam every week or whatever, that's an honor for us to be a part of your sort of experience of it. So, yeah, do I think everybody will know me as Jim from The Office in one way? Yeah, I think my job as an actor and the fun part about being an actor is to try to do new things. And so as long as I still get the opportunities and people give me the opportunities to see me as something else, like when I did 13 Hours, people allowed me to, you know, in their heads, they were like, yeah, it's Jim, but let's see what he can do. And luckily they let me, they let me try something else.
1: Would you, i watched the end of the Emmys last week. And uh, Dennis Franz came out with uh, Jimmy Smits. Yes. I haven't seen Dennis Franz like 15 years. <laughs> he did NYPD Blue forever, right? Right. And was like, I reti- I'm retiring. This right, 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 right. Yeah. Would you have done The Office for like 20 years? Or, would you- you know, or was there some point where you said, like, I-, I have to do something else? Because it's.
2: It wasn't that I needed to do something else. Bizarrely, uh- you know, the cast got together and we were the ones who said we wanted it to be the last season. Cause yeah. I think NBC was talking about doing it more seasons. And I think we, we basically had signed on for eight and they wanted to do nine. So we had the power to say, we'll do one more, but it has to be the end because I think we all saw the writing on the wall that you didn't want it to, we had so much fun and it was so special to us and hopefully to everybody watching. And we didn't want it to get bland. Like, you didn't want it to be like real world year 27 where you're like, right. are you still doing this right. show? Right. Um, so we, we wanted to go out on a bang and, and, and have people feel like it was something special that they missed. It's always nice to be missed rather than like, you guys should get off the air very
1: soon. Was there any, if, if everybody was on board today, like, you know, Correll and Rain Wilson and Fisher and Daniels, everybody, and they said, we'll do eight episodes, a one off on Netflix. Done.
2: You would do it. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd do a movie. I'd do any of those things. The key is, can you come up with a good enough story to bring us all back? You know right. what I mean? Like, you can't just say that someone's having barbecue and we're going to do a movie about it. It's you know that might you got so bad. All right, maybe you know what? I think I might have just cracked it. <laughs> I think I just cracked that's, it. That's a pitch. <laughs> all right, let's take a break real quick. This is your producer Ben speaking. We'll get right back to Kirk and Krasinski as they continue
0: to talk about The Office and talk about movie stars making the transition to TV, which is a new trend in Hollywood, which is something that was completely unheard of thirty or forty years ago. And John will share his insight into why that's taking place right now. But first, Kirk has got
2: to talk to you about how you can make some more money on the weekends using DraftKings. At DraftKings.com,
1: you will have to come in first place to cash in. The player who finished 800th in Week One took home 100 bucks. 100 bucks for 800th place. This weekend, DraftKings is hosting another huge fantasy contest with over a million bucks in total prizes up for grabs. It's the destination. We know this. For One Week Fantasy Football, I know all you guys and girls listening play fantasy football, so go to DraftKings. It makes sense. One Week Fantasy means no season-long commitments, so you're not in trouble if you have a bad week. Just pick your contest, draft your team, follow the action live. Go to DraftKings.com right now. Choose your players for this weekend's contest. For listeners of my podcast, you guys, help me out here. Help yourselves out. Enter promo code KIRK, K-I-R-K. Play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code KIRK, K-I-R-K, to play free your share of over $1 million in total prizes, DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. But it's so different now than like 20 or 30 years ago. When we grew up, like you never saw a movie star on TV ever. Like it was, it just never crossed. I don't know know when that started, but it doesn't matter at all
2: now. It doesn't matter at all.
1: I don't know who's the biggest movie star in the world right now.
2: I mean, it's got the movie star? Who's the biggest? DiCaprio, I guess. Yeah, probably.
1: Like, would I be stunned if I... Was on Twitter right now and saw DiCaprio just signed a deal to do an
2: eight-part no.
1: HBO mini No, by the way, I'm
2: sure he will very soon because it's all about storytelling. And the thing that's great is, you know, I really do see this as the Wild West of our business for sure. I'm sure in all the businesses, but uh, creatively, I mean, but this has been amazing because nobody cares. People are choosing what they want to watch rather than being right. told what they want to watch. And I think that's a big problem for studios who are putting $250 million into a movie saying, you have to watch this. And people are sure. no, nah, I just don't want to. Right. And you're like, no, this is the one we banked on. So I think people are coming over to TV because now TV really is just movies on a smaller screen. You
1: were trending on Twitter last night. You weren't trending on Twitter last night. Jim Halper was tw- trending. Did you see this oh, on Twitter yes. last night? You saw what was going on. So we're <laughs> taping this on, uh, Jesus, Tuesday. The debate was last night. Yep. And Hillary
2: had some Jim Halper moments. She uh, did. That's what Direct to camera saying. right Direct down the, the barrel. Direct camera moments right down the barrel. That's
1: that's going to stick forever. That's going to be yeah. One of I those. couldn't
2: believe I was brought up as uh, as anything to do with the debates. Who does that make? What does that make Trump? Does that make Trump? Is he Kyle? Dwight? I guess it's he, Dwight. He's
1: not Dwight. He's not. He's not Michael. He's Dwight. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, makes Trump, Trump. Did you know? I mean, you guys were fellow NBC stars i'm sure good all friends. NBC
2: stars hang out together you hung out with them a lot yep just we always hung out You've at red trump lobster in, no I, I don't think i've never met trump ever never no nope. because Did... i think i was too afraid to get fired
1: <laughs> so here's a question so uh i'm guessing i don't know this i'm guessing that you're supporting hillary clinton i don't know what does that mean <laughs> you're, you're gonna vote right
2: yes no okay. that yeah i am gonna vote are you gonna vote for hillary clinton I don't know who I'm going to vote for. You cannot be one of these people who are <laughs> undecided. You're a bright guy. No, it's not an undecided thing. You're I've not going to tell me? No, I was raised well that politics and, and, and religion stay personal. Dad,
1: who's, dude, just dad, just, give me a, just give me a nod. <laughs> give me a wink.
2: But, when but you, when, you definitely absolutely vote. Everybody has to does, vote
1: doing, vote. does doing 13 hours change the way you think about Hillary Clinton at all?
2: No, not at all. I mean, to me, it's not a thing about... Because for us, at least I should say, uh, I can clarify, that that experience, her name wasn't brought up once in the experience of shooting it. And I think what was really interesting is for me, you know, I did it because I come from a big military family and I've always wanted to be in any sort of military movie to show even a fraction of the heroism and courage it takes to be a man or woman serving. But to me, what was really great was... Even the guys will tell you that that night there were no emails that night. There were no congressional hearings that night happened and it was about survival. That was the story we were telling. So we 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 knew it would be taken as a political story, but we knew that the story we were shooting was not political at all. I'm so so that movie was shot when that movie was shot. uh, Man, that must have been a little over a year ago.
1: And all the talk about was was your body when it came out. And I'm surprised yep. to see that you're fat now.
0: I mean, what? You totally let yourself go. It's
1: embarrassing. What happened? What happened? <laughs> what happened?
2: Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not 5% body fat anymore, but I'm trying to stay in who shape. Wanna, I, I take a break. Live,
1: who would want to live like that every day?
2: You every can't time. live like that. I mean, well, you can. do. Yeah, you can. I can't live like, like what that. What could you I should, eat? I should say. Like,
1: what are you going to eat tonight?
2: Well, tonight, I mean, if I'm celebrating with my family, I'll right. eat anything and drink anything that comes so my way. You
1: couldn't eat pizza or anything the whole
2: time? Yeah. No. God, no. It's like. What would you eat? Grilled chicken and then salads. That sounds like... It was the worst. I would,
1: I would just rather be... Fi- I'd rather be 500 pounds than a 5% <laughs> body fat. Like, I'm an it's okay true, chef, yeah, but I couldn't...
2: I I'm about live to like do. Uh, I'm about to do Jack Ryan. So this is. I think I have like two more weeks before I have to You're start doing training Jack for Ryan it. Jack Ryan on Amazon. That's right. I'm, to I, our point of uh, movies and television just blurring is the is lines. Is there any point where, where
1: somebody says, to you, "Okay, it's Jack Ryan and it's on Amazon Prime"? Is there any point where you say, "Well, I'd rather be on NBC or on Fox"? No, or you just, definitely. You don't not. even care.
2: No, I don't care at all. I mean, to me, I mean, let's let's be honest. I, I do care where it's where it's going to no, be, I understand, but, but but Amazon, I think, is. So fantastic because you know, similar to Netflix and all these other places, it's about the content. If you have sure. good enough stuff, people will go wherever it is. I mean, that show that Jerry Seinfeld has didn't it just win an Emmy? I think it's it like just it's won on Crackle. It's yeah, on it's on Crackle. Right, right. We don't even know what Crackle is, but I'll go there tonight if I want to watch that show.
1: Is that is that just one is it one season right now that you know of, or do you go in multiple seasons before you? No, you the show you, how many episodes or, is it?
2: Right now, it's ten episodes. You, you're about to shoot it. Yeah, we're gonna shoot it in January, February, and it's, we'll start then. It's going to be about five or six months. Tom
1: Clancy, Jack Ryan, just like a random Jack Ryan. <laughs> 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 just, just, it's, just,
2: it's just a, it's just just a like dude in his apartment <laughs> named, happens to be named Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. And he's he's mistaken for the real Jack Ryan all the time. No, he, uh, it's the real Jack Ryan. It's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan.
1: And they did the Jack Ryan, I'm going to blank on this, with Chris Pine a couple of years ago. That's right. right? Which was not great, right?
2: i i i like i'm always i go into the movies freeman, saying ryan i want to be yeah no morgan freeman was ben affleck's jack ryan there's Jesus, been a lot how of many jack ryan's there, <laughs> exactly <laughs> you... i was pissed to hear there was any i thought i was being given that no i'm kidding are you i was like a jack huge ryan, fan
1: like, are you harrison ford age jack ryan or you no
2: we're going we're starting right at the beginning so the way tom clancy wrote it is jack ryan starts as an analyst just okay. behind a desk yeah and then it slowly goes into a much more adventurous lifestyle and
1: where are you shooting that
2: we're going to shoot it in New York, uh, and then we're going to shoot it all around the world in, in different places. Are
1: you shooting any movies right now other
2: than that? Just finished a movie here in Boston. The Catherine Bigelow's movie. She was shooting in Boston. I think they're still shooting this they week. They are? Until next that? week. It's the Untitled Detroit Riots Project
1: they're shooting in Boston.
2: That's going to be the title that they keep too. By the that's, way,
1: that's a good title. It's not bad. <laughs> who else is in it? Uh,
2: a lot of people. I'm, yeah. I've been sworn to secrecy about who's who's in you, it. Can
1: you tell me who Catherine Bigelow is voting for for president?
2: <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Just go vote." She's, no, this is kidding. her
1: first movie since Zero Dark Thirty.
2: Uh, yes, it is.
1: Yeah. I think it is. And she is did. Uh,
2: We're looking at Chris. Like, help Chris, us out, dude. Well,
1: give me Catherine Bigelow's <laughs> filmography. Chris, <laughs> get did, on your
2: damn phone and when, Google something. It *Just About the Sea* come out? Manchester's coming out, you know, it's uh I think it's December. No. No no no. no. I think it's uh, October. I think October. It's the end of October, yeah.
1: And this has got like legit Oscar buzz, right?
2: Casey's unbelievable. Great. I thing. mean like lights out. Everybody's great in it. Michelle Williams is great in it, but everybody's great, but uh, but Casey's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Kyle Chandler.
2: He's always good He's in everything.
1: In He's great um, bloodline, right?
2: Yes. Excellent show. Again, Amazing. Netflix, yeah. so it doesn't matter anymore. See, but like, look I, at I'm Friday Tell Night S- Lights. Friday Night Lights was what, like eight years ago? Yeah, and they moved it over to... Um, yeah, but that was Wanda? like a movie. Everybody went crazy over that show.
1: Friday Night Lights is the only one, I think, you can correct me, great book, great movie, great TV yeah. show. Yeah, you're I right. Can't, there, you can't get the trifecta, yeah. Right? I don't think The Office was a book, right? It was not no, it wasn't. from a from Ricky Gervais' novel?
2: No. <laughs> no. No? They should do a Departed show. TV and then show? You, yeah.
1: I get some problems with the Departed. You do. The part is a little—it's a little flawed for me. It's a, okay, little, go too, ahead. It's a little too easy. Well, accents so, is always going to be care. wavering. Boston accents. Are you don't care? Well, I just it, when I go in, I know the Boston accents are going to. Okay, so you like know. Mark it Wahlberg a little. doesn't have a great Boston accent. He's from Boston. No,
2: he had a good accent.
1: It's a little too Boston though. Like, Maybe yeah. You probably know. But he was—he doesn't he was talk doing like good. that when he talks. No, but he's got a Boston accent for sure. It's a little too easy in The Departed for me. First of all, Nicholson never, ever, ever let somebody who was a cop ever, He doesn't. I don't care if he breaks his arm or not. He's never letting him in. Now, I understand you got to do that just to get the movie going, but that never happens. Right. And, and Damon uh, kills the guy in the middle of the street, runs in, and like, erases the security tape. Like,
2: yeah, there's, that no, was... there's no
1: security watching that? <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: wow, well, you're there's... really breaking it down, man. I, I think... just went and was like, look at this, and I got my popcorn and my I soda. I so
1: fired up for The Departed because I love Scorsese, yeah. and the reviews were unbelievable. Nicholson's in it, right? So I go opening night, and I am fired up. And about right when DiCaprio winds up in What's-Her-Face's office, the shrink's office, yeah. I had a little pit in my stomach, and I never loved it again. I hate when I want to love a movie. Like, um, I wanted to love the Eastwood boxing movie,
2: yeah, Hillary Swank. But I didn't love it. Million Dollar Baby. It just
1: felt forced to me.
2: You should do a show about crit- critiquing movies. I should? No, nope, don't do no, it. No, it's going to be There's terrible. too many people, it's yeah. Be, people just get angry at you all the time. <laughs>
1: How old were you when you directed... The David Foster Wallace boy. 27. That's kind of pretentious.
2: It is, yeah. That's I felt of... like maybe it was going to just be too pretentious. <laughs> the, but the good news is, is I had just gotten out of college, basically. So I was 22. Where Where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to college at Brown University in Providence. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we did a lot of David Foster Wallace reading. there, sure. And believe it or not, that book is actually the moment that... Uh, I wanted to uh, – I knew I wanted to act because up until then I was just doing, like, comedy stuff and it was just fun. Right. And then a buddy of mine – actually, uh, Chris Hayes was at uh, – who's on MSNBC. Yeah. I,
1: I think he's voting for Clinton.
2: He's voting <laughs> for Trump. Yeah. We've talked about he's, it. He's, but he's, yeah. He's, wow. I'm surprised to <laughs> <I> hear that. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, but uh, Chris directed a stage reading of brief yeah. interviews. yeah. And that was the moment that I realized uh, it was just such a special experience. I remember that night. It was unbelievable. I think we did two shows of it, and it was awesome. And so then when I got to New York, I thought I got to direct, I gotta direct uh, that in some other form to show other people, show more people how amazing a writer he is. And I you said you're a big fan.
1: Of Foster Wallace Huge yep. massive fan yeah, First yeah. of all
2: I told you about The John
1: Ziegle one Did you read the McCain one That he wrote? Yes It's like. You know. And did you
2: read The Kenyan The speech At Kenyon yes. College That's unbelievable Did
1: you read the biography About him a couple of years ago the autobi- Not autobiography The biography
2: Are we actually Just doing a dick measuring contest right now? <laughs> Are we doing an intellectual <laughs>
1: Have you ever Ever hung out With David Foster Wallace Because we were Really good friends We played tennis together All the
2: time That's not true We were
1: pr- practically best friends. Oh my god guys. you're laughing Yes we talk all the time <laughs> Until recently <laughs> But uh <laughs>
2: That's gonna go poorly for you when people are like, "Oh, he's he's, he's no longer well, with that's, us."
1: That's sort of that's sort of the inherent. Thing. <laughs> I, think, I think even you understand that. So do you remain still? Are you one of these bullshit? Hollywood, totally phony. Totally, I like am, Red yeah. Sox fans, Patriot fans. Oh, sorry, I didn't even let you finish the question. Before the I thought show, you, said, you I, us, Am I bullshit? When am I a bullshit? You asked person? us yeah. if, if Tim Brady would be back week five. I kind of said, Yeah, that's actually Tom. And yeah, yeah. It's all right. No problem.
2: Tim Brody <laughs> getting back. Well, are you watching? Getting you know, back on first base. Out in what? LA
1: in the Palace? Are you watching Patriots games or no?
2: In the Palace? Where's the
1: Palace? You have a mansion. No, I don't. <laughs> you do?
2: We just moved back to New York. We're, we're on So you East have no, home,
1: no LA home at all? No. So you live in New York? Yep. In the city itself? Yep. No, in Brooklyn. We're out in Brooklyn. Oh, of course. Yeah. A, yeah. Hipster. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a hipster. Check. You can Got see it. my beard. Got that's it's weird. That's, <laughs> right.
2: the poetry, I grew I grew an eighteen inch beard right here. Great. On...
1: It's I was surprised <laughs> how good it is. But are you watching the, the Red Sox and the Patriots? Are you not even
2: I haven't. I, I watch the Red Sox every now and again, but the the games are on at different yeah, times. So it's it's ridiculous. Football, I don't miss one.
1: Well, football, you can. It's you, anybody can handle it. Yeah, you yeah. You know it's when un, it's going to be exactly. It's once a week. I you know. The More wife, importantly, the my kids. wife
2: knows where it's going to be. She's okay. She's on. Yeah, board. she's like. Yeah, I'll does just she say understand
1: like what um you know. Now I mean.
2: I'm into fantasy football, and that she does not understand. No, no. She uh, she called me a full on nerd the other day. I think it was on my fourth draft. Right. And she was like, I don't. She used to want me to explain it to her, and now she's like, don't even try. This is just embarrassing for you that I see you sitting with four pieces of paper with stat sheets, and you're, you're actually choosing people that you will never meet. <laughs> You'd never meet in your life.
1: <laughs> she had a good British accent in that movie with Meryl Streep. And yeah, she did. She, she should have won yeah. an Oscar for that. Yeah, see, she's, she's
2: bullshit. She, she's not really she British. Muggle, right? You yeah. went home?
1: <laughs> in that like, movie, like, Meryl Streep treats Anne Hathaway like shit, but then at the end, she doesn't. Right. Which is nice. Yeah. Did you meet Giselle? Oh, you probably didn't know her. Did you know? Were you married then?
2: No. I, I, I didn't even know. Giselle was yet. there. Yeah, Giselle was there. Have you met Brady and Giselle? Nope. I've met Brady and Giselle just very quickly to say hi to you, but not like we haven't hung out yet. That's why I'm here. Tonight's the night. You think your
1: Brady's going to show up?
2: Yeah. yeah I until know. I heard this was a podcast, and not live. I was like, oh, God. I was just going to call him out here on the podcast. <laughs> you could do that. And instead, you were like, we uh, recorded this on Tuesday. I was like, Brady's never going to hear this. You don't think so? He might no. be a fan. I did a. Uh, I did an interview uh, last week for the Hollers. I think it was AAF WAF. And uh, why don't you come up with us?
1: EI, yeah, we do better ratings. I know
2: you didn't we even. Like you. Well, you didn't ask. They did. And well, they yeah, were did nice we were very nice. We didn't ask. But somebody said I sounded like Brady. Everybody at the radio station was like, "Sound exactly like him." I you was do like, "You sound a little like Brady." No, I don't. You don't think so? I don't think so. No. No. Really, I don't think. Now you're listening for it, and I'm just not speaking as say much. Say the word deflate. Let me deflate. You say
1: yes, you sound just like when Brady made the order <laughs> to those guys. That's, exa- that's exactly what happened. That's exactly how it worked. So, so now when you pick projects,
2: right? By the way, after Edelman is me. What do you mean? In the in the lineup for quarterback. That's you're how next I'll after work. Edelman. Yep. Well,
1: these both these guys are both going to play this week, so you're going to be okay. When you okay. Watch good. Yes. Yeah. When you watch at home with the, uh, do you watch? Does your wife? Does your wife only like soccer?
2: No, thank God we've gotten her in. We've started to get her into football. I will yeah. say my favorite thing was that one of our, one of our first experiences with sports, um, name drop. I was watching Celtics Lakers with Matt Damon, mm-hmm. and she had just she was shooting adjustment Bureau with Matt with, uh, at the time. Chris Curtis. So I'm,
1: I'm, not, I'm not really sweating it either. <laughs> well, yeah, either.
2: we got it one to one. But she said, uh, okay, guys. So just so I don't embarrass myself, which one are the Celtics? And I was like, get out. That's not. Just good. get That's out. Not good. It's not a good start. Were you happy with The Promised Land? I was, yeah. It's yeah. just Promised Land, not The Promised Land. I'm a big Springsteen fan. Oh, <laughs> I <am. laughs> that's I figured, yeah. 66 shows. Really? Yeah. Fucking He loser. played here, uh, he played Fenway, did Gillette. he? Gillette. Oh, he did with Gillette. Gillette last week, yeah. And
1: that was a, like four and a half hours? Great show. It was a great show. Although Gillette, I don't know if you're a Bruce fan or not, but like, Gillette, or a music fan, those shows, those places he, those places are too big, I think. Yeah, Almost the music big. gets, yeah. If you go indoor, like you find like a, you know, when he goes, to, when he went to LA forever, he played at, um... He still played the Forum. He still played... He wouldn't go to Staples Center because he hated it. Oh, really? Like the old building, yeah.
2: You know what's funny? Well, the Forum's awesome. Yeah. The Forum's great. But the, uh, you know, bizarrely, hilariously, to tie this in, the day before we left to go shoot Promised Land, we saw Springsteen at the Garden in New York. Right. And the next day, uh, Matt and I did a massive rewrite because he had just done Wrecking Ball, the album. Yeah. And that whole movie is
1: basically about community
2: and sticking together. And so we just went back and and we're like, you know, Bruce told us what to rewrite.
1: We've tried to get Damon on here. He's turned us down. Nice guy, asshole. He could tell me.
2: He's a great guy. Really? He's a great guy. I mean, all I'll say is I'm doing the show, so maybe maybe I'm wrong.
1: That's a good point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's an asshole. (laughs) He's 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 got an interesting career, too, though. He purposely does things, I think, that are anti-commercial sometimes. Like, he did that movie with Gus Van Zandt, with Casey Affleck. Well, they just walked around the desert.
2: For Jerry, like, Jerry, for like yeah, two hours. that was right after uh, Good Will Go Hunting. hunting, yeah. Which you, which I'm going
1: to be wrong in saying this. You either are about to, or you did direct a.
2: I'm about to stage. I version. mean, again, I don't know when your little podcast airs, but well, it was uh...
1: number one on iTunes a couple of times. <laughs> I don't know where your podcast is. right? <laughs> I don't remember. Are you going to be? Are in you it? number one now though? Well, it's it goes week by week. It's right, so right, right, right. Okay, so okay, we have some good weeks and bad weeks. This right. will do all right, I think.
2: Maybe not though. Now, now you just made me totally nervous. What are you if to I... tweet it out or no? Yeah, definitely.
1: You will. Yeah, for anything for you. Twitter. come on now. You're on Twitter, right?
2: Yeah, I am like on Twitter.
1: 200 followers, I saw. You're doing okay. You're yeah, gonna, yeah. Nothing to be ashamed. Of. No. Are you going to be in good Will
2: Hunting? By the way, most of them are just my other phantom accounts That's following it, myself. This is all
1: fake. <laughs> you should play the Stellan Skarsgård rule on it.
2: it no, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play. I think I'm going to play Will Hunting. You it. are. My wife's going to be Skylar. A
1: little old for Will Hunting. How dare you? He's a college. <laughs> How dare yeah, you? You said you were thirty. Well, this
2: is an interpretation. It's really for like uh, the one that Reitman's kid, kid does. Exactly. Yes. So this this is the exact same thing. They're called live reads. Uh, right. Jason did them all the time in L. A. Yeah. That's where Quentin Tarantino read The Hateful Eight and then actually made The Hateful Eight after reading it at one of these live reads. It's the only Tarantino movie I don't like.
1: Really? Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't. Again, I couldn't get around it.
2: Wow. I'm critical.
1: Now I, I actually want like to hear. Haulers.
2: I. Yeah, I know. Which is I huge. Told you I like the Are haulers. you saying that just because I'm here? You can be honest.
1: No. I I. Promised Land. That was.
2: You weren't sure of. Yeah. You the, one, sure the
1: one that I really, really wanted to like, and I liked a lot of it, and I actually wanted to ask you about it, because it, the sports movies fascinate me, because so I feel like Leatherheads was like this close. For some reason, I, do you disagree, or do
2: you think, were you happy with it? No, I mean, I'm happy with it because it was, it, it was such a huge like experience for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was really my first, one of my first movies ever. So I was still just in complete La La Land, right. like definitely not. Fully capable to stand with George the first two weeks and be like, "Yeah, I'm in a movie with George Clooney, no big deal." Um, so that movie was really special to me. But I think that I love that movie. See, to me, the idea of it in the beginnings of football was awesome. But where, me too. where, where, where are your, where's your critical eye now for
1: Leatherheads? Yeah, I got to see it again. But I remember, I remember seeing it. <laughs> Thank you
2: for saying that, by the way. <laughs> well, I'll watch drink. it
1: again. My problem here's my problem is with sports movies is for some reason, uh, North Dallas Forty, Bad News Bears movies other sports movies from 25 30 first longest yard back then I feel like sports movies could be a little dirtier, a
2: little edgier than you make them now. now yeah, yeah. It
1: seems like all of these ones, and they're fine. I understand, like, my, my, my kids like
2: them. No, but they have to be, like, heartfelt like, and more. The Jesse like, yeah. Owens one and mm-hmm, the Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson one, where, yeah. like,
1: they're all treated with this kind of halo effect.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're a
1: sports fan and you've made sport. You should, at some point, would
2: you. Would you... But, like, Rudy kind of rode the line, right? But Rudy was great.
1: Rudy was great. Right, but
2: that wasn't, yeah. like, super edgy, but it also wasn't super. I know what you're saying. It was almost, right. like, glossy or something. Yeah, But yeah. the
1: scene where Rudy finds out he's getting a Notre Dame, he's sitting on the bench, he starts crying. That's, that's, you're, you're is a crier? You're crying in that scene. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the last What's the last movie? You saw? I mean, I,
2: anytime someone says you're five foot nothing, I just start right. crying immediately because <laughs> of rock.
1: I feel like that's never been said to you. <laughs> no,
2: but I. But every time I watch Rudy, it's said to me.
1: What's the last movie you saw in the theater? Did you cry?
2: Um, I didn't. I'm trying to think. The last movie I saw in the Did theater. You see Sully. I haven't seen it yet. Have I you just seen it? Saw it with my wife. Was it good?
1: It was good. It was good.
2: good. God, I can't wait good. to hear this movie show that you do. It was where good. Every single movie. You're I like, I love
1: Clint Eastwood. Eh. Think about so. Think about this. Think about Eastwood for a second. Right? He's 86. He started in 1960, and he is 56. 56 years later, he's still relevant. Like a relevant, massive. It's the greatest career not in movie history, in entertainment history. He's been relevant. Yeah, for maybe in, 60 maybe years. in the history
2: of jobs. It's, I it's... think
1: it might be. <laughs> he's still doing it.
2: Yeah, and doing it really well. Yeah. You know what's funny about him, too, is he, uh, um, again, Matt told me this, that he only does like one or two takes, which is terrifying sure, for actors. Says, right? Yeah, he's like done. Yeah, so Matt one time said to him, uh, you know, and I brought it to this, to the movie I just directed, was, you know, Matt said to him, can I do another one? You know, he'd done two, and he said, can I do another one? And Clint said, yeah, you can always do another one. Just, just know that I hired you for the performance I know you can do. Right. And Matt was like, I don't need another one. That was like a Rudy <laughs> speech. That was amazing.
1: Are you going to act less as you get older?
2: I don't know. I mean, no. I I like acting the most for sure. You do? It's, yeah, it's 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 the most fun for me. I will say producing and writing has been awesome. I just, I love staying busy. Yeah. Um. And so I've been doing a lot of different stuff and you know developing TV shows and movies and all this stuff. It's been great.
1: So you're saying an office reunion is on because Chris Curtis. I have Chris Curtis right here and we're gonna. I, you're busy. I know want, you want to kick us out of here. No, 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 not at all. Chris Curtis is. So we, Chris Kurtz, the producer of the radio show. So we'll go like, say we go this, we do we do a week down in spring training in Florida, right? The show, right? Fly down there. We've actually had a great deal in the last couple of years. We've taken a private jet with Bobby Orr. We flew. What? Yeah, it's for Jimmy fun. We do a charity. That's thing. amazing. Crazy.
2: I so, have a picture with Bobby Orr. You do? Yeah, he was at a Bay Bank in Newton Center, uh, and the I. Old, the old Bay Bank guy. When yeah, he was a kid too. Same thing. You, that's you, right. You, I took a, a picture with him. I think it's my mom's favorite picture of me. Really? Yeah. And how long ago? To that be time? fair, I think she loves Bobby Orr that's no matter what. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Orr's there. Great. I mean, like. I've met a bunch of celebrities, you know, most, including you, Shaky. or was or was a great guy. <laughs> right. and great guy. He's talking. He was telling stories. Everyone's talking. They're doing all these things. And Chris Curtis, while there are adults in the room having real conversations, we're on a private fucking plane, which, you know, you're probably used to. I'm not. I'm not. Curtis is sitting there with those dopey headphones on like he is right now, watching The Office and giggling. Like no. He's, he's seen the episode 30 times. How you know? dare you do that to well, Bob are. Or... I mean, you know, they it's, it's, Bobby Orr
2: deserves your, your, <laughs> your just your pure attention.
1: And he'll sit there and be like, you know, yeah, it was the. What's yeah. your
2: favorite prank, Chris? That Jim did to Dwight. Oh, God. oh it has to be Asian Jim, <laughs>
1: right? When, when you when you, when he's showing the pictures and it's it's you. You didn't but, even hesitate. Oh no, That's
2: absolutely. Your, th- is that the one you like? Cried and fell off a chair.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely that. Right. Or I, I I have to say the uh, the goose at Benihana for Benihana Christmas <laughs> when Dwight's acting out. <laughs> yeah. The filleting of the goose (laughs) to the Asian waitress. Absolutely outstanding. So I have one question. Okay. So season two is the season where the show sort of took off. We took off, yeah. Casino night, the finale, you Mm -hmm. kissed Pam. Mm -hmm. What was the moment in that season or in the readings? What episode was the one where you're like, this is going to take us to the next level?
2: Well, Well, the episode I knew that we were gonna i don't I, no one knew that people would actually watch it what i knew is that it was gonna be very special it was diversity day but that was season one season two the other one that i remember being a big turning point but i actually remember this is the episode that i used to go to the same diner every single morning for breakfast and one day no one could have cared less who i was and then the next day after this episode aired was sexual harassment and as soon as that had aired I remember walking into that diner and people were like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from the, the show. And it, that was crazy because I actually remember the moment where I realized that people even knew who I was. It was crazy. But that both those episodes are game changing. I mean, Diversity Day, I, I still think when he says his name's Mr. Brown, he said, I'm not going to call you that. Like, that's when I knew, like, we're on some next level stuff.
1: <laughs> That's a make a wish moment right there. Can you, can you give him a pin? Can you give him an office <laughs> pin for that? He's gonna he, like you've made his. life. Oh my god! have made Please, his life Chris. Entirely. We got to
2: talk more often. We should just nerd out about the Office all the time.
1: He, no. I, th- I think I think you'd do that. <laughs> you two have a certain. You kind of have a, a Jim and Pam kind of chemistry. Yeah, gonna, yeah. There's something it's going. It's very on. palpable. So I, so I didn't I didn't I loved the Gervais Office. Like, loved I loved it. it loved it. That yeah. was great. And I knew the Office was coming. And I kind of knew Carrell was a little bit. And I didn't. Watch. You know what, You know how
2: I knew Carrell? I mean, I knew him from the Daily Show. That's how I knew him. But do you remember those FedEx commercials? No. Oh my God, they were hilarious. Was I remember he- there. Yeah, he was on in in FedEx commercials, and he was this amazingly hilarious character. Right. And that. And then I remember we had just shot the pilot, and I told all my friends that he was the funniest guy ever. And then Anchorman came out, and that he was just like, up. yeah, right. exploded.
1: And am I wrong that the first season, like you said, wasn't great? But in the there was some. No, well, of- the first
2: season was amazing. No, 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 no. I'm saying in terms of people. Good w- God, who is pe- this in dude? Chris, people- back me up.
1: Terms of people who want Chris
2: put the shiv down, he just fashioned a shiv. The first
1: season where his hair was kind of weird, <laughs> Carell's hair was kind of weird.
2: Yep, his he changed well, he changes here, yeah. yeah, and he, yeah, he, he gotten That's yeah. okay, that
1: happens. He yeah, yeah. did it once, he once lost <laughs> weight, you put it all back on, <laughs> but no, but my thing in, in that in that first uh off season or the first didn't didn't it explode on iTunes or
2: oh, yeah, so it's, it's funny because uh, I see they talk
1: about putting on Bravo originally, am I
2: they might have no, I think that when NBC. Didn't like they. They weren't sure of it. They didn't know what it was going to do. Kinda, they might have talked about going to Bravo because they own Bravo at the same time. That
1: concept was. But relative, you're 100 percent
2: right. right. The reason why we stayed on air at all was because people were actually paying a dollar ninety nine to watch a show that they could watch for free on Thursdays. Right, and that's when NBC said they have no control. They were like, "We have no control. We have to keep airing." Which is kind of
1: pre or early TiVo. Like, was that yeah,
2: a, that yeah. was like TiVo early days. I guess TiVo was doing all right, but yeah. iTunes was brand new. And right. the idea of people paying for a television show was insane.
1: And how many years was it on?
2: Nine seasons. It was on nine. Seasons. So I was a part of it for 10, basically, because I uh, we shot the pilot about a year and a half before because it took NBC that long to decide right. whether or not they wanted to do it. I still have a DVD. One of the guys who came down to cancel the show every week. That's not a joke. His name was Jeff. He was an awesome guy from NBC. He's like, I love the show. We're not going to do it anymore. Jeff Zucker. No, it wasn't no. Jeff Zucker. Okay. This guy was a different guy. But I said, can you make a DVD so I can show my mom that this actually happened? Right. I still have the DVD. It says The Office, episodes one through six. <laughs> Insane.
1: Well, I don't want to bother you anymore. I know the big... I'm looking out back. There's like five million girls. Oh, my God. Are there I any mean, guys so at this people. event?
2: No, I only ask women to come to my events. Is that true? No,
1: and this is you're doing a Q and A that will be not as good as this one. No, not just, at all. I mean, it's going to no, be not who, at all. In who's fact, do, who's I, it, doing can, the Can I, can I just you get want the just tape? play it? Yeah, can we just play? Who's it? doing the Q and A with you? We could like lip sync it. Who's the? Who's the? <laughs> I remember the whole thing. I have one of those kind of members. <laughs> Ask me anything. I know the answer to the question. Anything? Do got, you really? Go far away. Far away. Um, you know what I'm good at? This is what I'm good at. I'm good at the Kevin Bacon game. Are you really? I'm good at the Kevin Bacon game. You want to do it right now? Yeah, I'll do it right now. All right. Don't say you. Don't be that. Don't have that kind of ego.
2: No, I can't wait to hear what you do. Corey Feldman. To Tom Hanks.
1: Corey Feldman? Yeah. Uh, Corey – were both Corey's in the Lost Boys? Yes, right? Well, Jason Patrick was in that, who was in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon, who was in Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks. Wow. That's
2: that was it. pretty good, but what if the I'm two Corey's aren't in there?
1: You probably don't believe that. But, but, and I know a lot about sports. I mean, what a, what a, what a winner, right? It's
2: hard yeah, to, you it's are, like, seriously. It's hard to believe it doesn't work the, Maybe the girls are here for you. It could,
1: like, it could be, yeah. I see a lot of this this is a lot in the hand signs. I could um, – Last one before I let you go. So The Haulers is still playing in theaters around the country? Yeah, it opened
2: wide last week. So it was a platform release, which means you go you know, two cities, eight cities, 20 cities.
1: She's a great actress, Margot Martindale. She's the best. She had one of those weird careers where you always knew her.
2: She was always in stuff. No, I'm so glad you brought it up because I think it's one of the best performances, period. She's always phenomenal, but this is one of those things, you know, People started talking about her as best supporting actress for an Oscar, and I thought that was awesome.
1: She, for, I first noticed her, I think, in she was Sarandon's friend in Dead Man Walking. That's right. She was. That, I think that's. But she was. That was in '95. You know, she around. was in Million
2: Dollar Baby. She was. Yeah, uh, she was the, yep.
1: She was Hillary she, Swank's mom. Yeah. Right?
2: And then she's, you know, now she's been in the Americans, Americans and, and all this. Yeah. She's just doesn't stop winning awards now. It seems justified. She was crazy. She's great that. and justified. That was unbelievable. Do you
1: watch a shitload of TV or no?
2: Yeah, I mean the good like the shows that I love. That's the thing about television that's a great now. Time. You can just watch whatever you want. I just got. I'm I'm almost done with the night of. Have you watched that yet? Yeah,
1: it's you're gonna you're gonna I'm gonna be critical of it. You ready? Yep. I know that you're surprised to hear that. It started out great. Yeah, I'm on like got,
2: episode six.
1: Where is the female lawyer right now?
2: Uh, I won't spoil anything for you. The which one? The one that just took over as the lawyer.
1: The. um... On his side, the one that takes over Totoro.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. nowhere. She's still his okay. lawyer.
1: Why? Keep an eye on her because oh, it gets no. ridiculous. Gandolfini—they shot a pilot with Gandolfini in Totoro's role. That's out there. It right?
2: was Totoro's role, right? Yeah, Gandolfini. Yeah. Well, he was, was a producer on it. it yeah, was, it was, it was it's done. Like... They shot the
1: pilot, and then and then uh, and then he died. You know, but but yeah, Totoro it, was excellent. It's good, but it's a little yeah. It's a it, it just. Oh, missed that's for me. really
2: upsetting because I was hard, really, I was though. really loving it. Those are
1: hard. Not like Jack Ryan, which is going to be tremendous. Thank you. When is, so when do I expect? Am I, I am an Amazon Prime subscriber. Are you? I like the show with the with the guy and the girl who met in like England or whatever. Oh, yeah. What is that? They had sex and she got pregnant. Yeah, what's what the that hell called? Is it called? Like Knott's Landing or something? I don't know whatever the hell it's called. It's not Knott's Landing. I think it is. I think it's a reboot.
2: <laughs> it's uh,
1: What the hell's the name of it? You know what I'm talking about. Well, you watched it. No, Enlighten was that Laura Dern show.
2: No, it's called like, it's not Unbroken, but it's something like that. It is it? Unbroken. Yeah. It's unbroken. They have a side story
1: at the same time of Louis Zamperini. <laughs> he, he's a prisoner of war. It's a weird B story. That's it's, why you love it. That's why you love it's, it. It's kind of unusual. It's a romantic comedy, but historically called? accurate. What is it called?
2: Engaged. I mean, this is what Chris Enough. is here for. Chris. What are you doing, Chris? First of all, put your pants on. Second of all,
1: <laughs> Chris, it's it's Chris. It's okay. It's okay. Chris. You have no idea. You have no idea how much this is like me meeting Bruce Springsteen. I'm serious. <laughs> like he, he, all day, like he's been, you know. I, we, so we do it we do the show you're doing great he's a producer and the producers actually have a podcast after our show where they talk about our show it's one of those things yeah and he was talking about the questions we're going to ask you and he thought that you guys might share a laugh at some point we, to we've shared many and laughs. it happened
2: are you going to talk about this on your podcast oh absolutely well, okay, we're going to talk good, about yeah. the show tomorrow
1: we're going to mock him relentlessly <laughs> if he, do. he wears those headphones all the time in his life just that's, just yeah. in real life yes yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's, that's fantastic so we'll find name but anyway so when does that when does that come out what, Jack Ryan? Any idea like next year, uh, next year? No,
2: that'll be not next year. We'll shoot all next year and it'll come out in 18, I think. And
1: the untitled Detroit Ryan. That'll come out next year. That'll come out next year. Yep. It'll lead in that?
2: No, it's a big ensemble piece. Can you
1: give me one of the person's. If I look online, somebody's going to tell me who else is in it?
2: Jason Mitchell's in it, who was just in. Uh, who? Uh, what? Who? Jason Mitchell. Did you not see the uh, NWA movie? Oh, yeah, I saw that He one. was phenomenal. Paul Giamatti, yeah. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Yeah, he, played he played eazy Jason played Easy. Oh, he was good. Did you yeah. see Paul Giamatti in the
1: Beach Boys movie?
2: Yes. Was that was amazing. Wow, wow was... you really do see everything.
1: Yeah. Again, I have two little kids, and I, I have no life. I get up at 4 <laughs> o'clock every day. I watch everything. You know when I saw that? When I had shingles a year ago, I had shingles. It was terrible. Really? Yeah, it was bad. Was it painful? No, it was great. It was
2: awesome. <laughs> see
1: the first person who's asked me that question. Now it turned out actually it was that the life experience was it as bad
2: as everybody says it
1: it's, is. It was not like one of those guys in the commercials, you know, like wander around, like, right? Like, but it was bad. I had it like it's gone now. It's contagious, though. Did is I it? You that? Yeah, you're fucked. Oh my god, it's over. You're screwed. But I watched like 50 movies and like. they anybody have a wet wipe? This is weird. <laughs> I usually have one you'll on me on with be, my. You'll be totally fine.
2: You can <laughs> work with Damon again soon. Hopefully, I'd love to. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to work with you. I don't know. I guess not. Now that you brought it up, I'm really not about it.
1: So Affleck's a big deal director now. Why yep. doesn't Affleck work with Damon anymore? I think they Feud? will at some point. Feud?
2: No, no. What? You want me to fuel, fuel that universe? right here? Feud? Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is it. Uh, no, they. I th- I'm sure they will at some point. Would you do a movie like I did not like the Batman Superman movie. I didn't love it.
1: Would you do one of those movies? Put on one of those outfits. Yeah, one of those outfits. Don't you feel a little weird putting on one of those, like, like a Batman outfit?
2: Let's be honest. You you just said that you you don't do anything but watch TV and stuff. You wear an outfit like that every day, don't you? (laughs) Is that a problem? You just wanted the truth from me because if I said that I would feel embarrassed, you're like, don't be embarrassed.
1: I read William Goldman, right? He wrote a couple of books. I'll let you. I know I'm 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 keeping here too long. He wrote a couple of books about Hollywood. One of them was he got offered the right to the the, to adapt Superman when it first came out, and he was a major Superman fan as a kid, but he turned it down because he couldn't figure out how to do it. And he was convinced they were going to give it to a star at the time. Right. So we talked to Warren Beatty one time, and Warren Beatty they offered Warren Beatty the role of Superman. That's right. Yeah. Beatty said he put on the outfit at his house and ran around the pool and looked himself in the mirror and said, "I, I can't do that it. I don't think I can do it." So they offered <laughs> to Eastwood. They offered. It Did all those they guys, really? but They finally found the right guy, which is they, right. They cast an unknown, and they surround him with a bunch of famous people.
2: Chris Reeves was unknown at that totally point.
1: Unknown at wow. Point. He was like a you know like a local theater guy, but they put Gene Hackman in it. And oh yeah, Beatty it was the best. Fucking all those Marlon Brando. And Brando was in it. Yeah, right? that's true. So you would do that.
2: Yeah, All right. I would. I mean, again, it's got to be a good What's story. Which can fly, right? In this, in this one, in this, you're this one, he would. Will... <laughs> in this one, will... yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we have like hoverboards and stuff.
1: Excellent. Yeah. All right. I'll let you go. I'll let you go do your thing. I appreciate it. Thank Any you time... very much. When you're in Boston, can you come, to Chris?
2: I had more fun with you. Let's can be you... honest. Can
1: you come? To... Can you... we do a podcast with Curtis this time? <laughs> we just asks you the Chris Farley thing once again. <laughs> Remember that time? When you played a prank on Dwight? Oh, my God. That was awesome. Remember, Michael remember when was you were like... in The
2: Beatles? That was my favorite Chris Farley ever. When he asked Paul McCartney, do you remember when, when we you were in The Beatles? Beatles?
1: He'll be like, remember that time <laughs> uh, Michael said something stupid and you looked at Pam? That was unbelievable. <laughs> that was that awesome. Was a, that was incredible. That was awesome. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Thank I you very much. Man.
2: Thank you. Good luck. I hope you get to number one on we're this gonna one. We're going to try. We're going to
1: try. Yeah. All right. So we'll just do this.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,